hello, hello, and welcome to the Prickly Pens podcast, episode 77. We are three friends, three writers, sharing not only our writing journeys, but a window into our conversations around the art of storytelling in the various formats like books, films, and video games. And also, we chat about selective topics that make us ponder or generally piss us off. So, let's start with introductions. Hi, I'm Gabby. Hi, I'm Julia. And I'm Michelle. Welcome to Prickly Pen's podcast. And I'll turn it over to Gabby. Take it away, Gabby. So this week, um, we are talking about reality television. And if you're listening, you might be like, why on a storytelling podcast we're talking about reality television? Because nothing about reality television is real. So most of it is <laughs> <laughs> these curated stories. Um, there's, it's taking, quote unquote, real people and then curating the story through editing or production man- manipulation. But um, it's kind of like a an important part of our media at this point. I think most television is reality um, television now. I think the majority of shows that are out now, it's like over 60% is a reality show of some sort. And there's different types of reality shows. It's not just the classic traditional reality shows of the docu, you know, do- the slight documentary series. N- now it's like documentary series and beauty and life tips and like the job specific ones and, um, the relationship ones, you have the people just following rich people around for some reason. You have ones that follow young people around for some reason. You have the judge shows, the competitions, the game shows. The, you know, I can go on and on about how many types of reality shows there are. So it has kind of permeated our, our TV stations or whatever. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about it. I kind of... We started. I started thinking about it a bit more when I watched the documentary "Happy Shiny People," um, which was about the family in the uh, series Twenty Three and Me. No, sorry, Twenty Three, Twenty Three and Counting, um, or Twenty Two. Was I, it Nineteen and Counting? 19, I, I thought they made it to oh Twenty. My gosh. Oh my gosh! We okay. obviously I don't never remember. watched it because it's disgusting. But. <laughs> I don't remember how many no- <laughs> there were. Yeah, they probably made it to Nineteen. I, I don't know. It, I think it started out at nineteen, and uh, then I know she had kids. Anyway, folks, as Gabby's looking that up, look at that documentary. That's not, we're not a focusing on the documentary. No, yeah. It's just kicking off the discussion. Yes, but, um, it's horrific in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> be warned. Yeah, uh, lots of triggers. Yeah, yeah. lots um, of triggers. Seriously. So, uh, <laughs> There is a nine, yeah, the original is 19 Kids and Counting. There is a 22 Kids and Counting. Okay. Um, that came after it. Um, but yeah, 19 Kids and Counting. And I, I watched Shiny Happy People. Like I said, it focused on this family who is a family with uh, 19 children. Um, and I don't really want to talk about the show, but in terms of, or, or, or the documentary, but go watch it. It is intense, though. It's on what, Amazon? Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's on Amazon. Amazon Prime. Prime. So, yeah. In the U.S. Yeah, in the know. United States. Um, Where else? But, yeah, and, but it made me think of, like, how influential reality television has 
been to us because that affected a lot of people. A lot of people watched it. Um, yeah, how influential and how curated. Yeah, how curated because it is. Because it's not just the people, but the people behind the scenes. Yeah. The producers and so on. Yeah. So, um, but it it's it kind of reminds me of, like, when I was studying film, because I studied that for the first two years of my schooling uh, in university and stuff. When we lear- learned about how to film a documentary, the whole point was you're telling a story with the images you capture, with the stuff you capture. Hmm. It's very rare that a documentary is just raw footage. Right. <laughs> just like sitting there, raw footage. You see that best on something like Animal Planet type of shows where they follow <laughs> some animals around. Sorry, I don't reality, mean to laugh, but yeah. <laughs> but even that, they have to edit. Well, I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. I was like, that's something you don't get raw footage because yeah. real raw footage of like some giant, some lions in a safari, they don't do much all day. They yeah. sit around and sleep. Right. <laughs> like majority of the footage was just them being still. And then every once in a while they go and hunt a gazelle and come back. Like it's, <laughs> it's not that interesting. So you have to like build it up by editing. Um, so yeah, you see that, uh, you see that with especially animal shows, uh, reality, not reality, uh, documentary type shows. But yeah, the thing you learned kind of with documentaries is that you're telling a story and, um, whether that's a good or bad thing. Uh, so it's very unlikely to be unbiased. It's very hard to be unbiased. Uh, and, and the I'm whole sure point too, is right, like, Gabby, like uh, the people who are being filmed also set boundaries, right? As to what could be filmed and what can't be filmed. Yeah, so sometimes. Some stuff is Not right away. Not some, right away. Well, okay. it's some, <laughs> it, it's sometimes. Yeah. It depends on the show. It depends on the response the kind of how the producers or directors their personalities like some of them do care about showing yeah what the people want to show and then others are like i'm just showing whatever i want yeah um although with that you can get in some legal issues depending on privacy laws but <laughs> yeah well it's i think a whole you're thing. signing your life away when you right signed the the big document well that's where <laughs> like i'm saying you need good legal stuff behind it right some some contracts don't hold up even if you did sign it so it depends but um but reality talking a little bit first about the history of reality television it started in the 40s i did not know this um and first it started with i guess technically a radio show called candid radio and it was people calling in there's like like almost now where people call in and tell a story and and that was, you know, but not uh, radio being the only thing around, you know, the novelty of that <laughs> wasn't right. <laughs> and that kind of got into the creation of Candid Camera, which started in 1948, which I did not know it started that early. <laughs> yeah, I remember Candid, Candid I do Camera. Rem- I yeah. do remember. But when you said 48, was I was like, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I was not around then. Yeah, oh. I was like, just kidding. We saw reruns, right, Michelle? Yeah, it was. Well, it started like it started well, the, the radio was forty eight. Oh, no, the, radio. Cam- okay, the camera was forty eight. Camera first. Camera was forty eight. Yeah, well, what? I remember seeing it in yeah. the seventies. The, the radio thing was like nineteen forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineteen in in the seventies, um, Candid Camera would come on. Yeah, it was a show. I think it was a show. Yeah, it was a show. Yeah. 
And it started in 1948. I think it lasted until 2014. Which is like the first set of pranks. It was the first set of pranking because usually it was getting people who were unaware that something was being done to them or they were observing something that was fake. It was like a setup. And getting... Right, and getting their reactions, which in a way, that's what's happening now with TikTok yeah. and yeah. all that stuff. Right. I was about to say about TikTok, but not good things. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, you, like I said, you had that moment of candid camera, as well as kind of the, I guess a lot of the earlier ones were probably between prank shows and like confessionals. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, also you had the uh, what's it called the the game showy types. Oh yeah, they're standing, you know, you know, standing on something and three in a row, and um, and then some a host comes in and makes jokes. But you had in the sixties and seventies the push of the kind of docu series um, reality show, where it's less of like silly people doing silly things or saying something silly and more of like, let's look at these people's lives Mm. um, and how these people live. Mm -hmm. So that's where you have more of something like an American family, which was looking at an American family Um, in the suburbs. You had something called seven up, which is a British documentary that took place over uh, decades Mm -hmm. to follow seven people and see how no way the guy, the, yeah, the guy who made it originally wanted to see, how socio socioeconomic things affect people and to see if you stayed in your class like your class basically class? Okay. all your life based on the circumstances you had most of them did a few i think one or two people moved up but it's like it just highlighted kind of how difficult it is to yeah move. to move right. um of course it's not like a perfect study because i think he didn't have any he didn't like, like a control think about or whatever <laughs> well, <Lab rats>. <laughs> <laughs> well he said in an in interview and reflection like he didn't think about how feminism would have mm. grown like mm. when he first started filming it was like okay. the 60s so, so he didn't think about were changing yeah that was outside things it, yeah he affected. didn't think about so he's like yeah. he never he didn't have any so many girls i don't think he had any girls on his thing so he oh. wanted he's like he oh. so it's like he never looked at that um and that would have been interesting yeah that would have been so, really interesting actually um yeah so, it was, yeah, that one's more of a documentary slash reality show. Um, yeah, which is yeah very different than something now. I don't think anyone is doing, I mean, maybe someone is, but as far as I know, no one's really doing, showing the decades of lives of someone No. to see how they changed over time. So it was more of a very reflective series um, than your classic reality show. Uh, but yeah, it was, that was more probably of a social experiment closer mm-hmm. to that um which are very popular now <laughs> um then you had kind of the boom in like hunting and outdoorsman rally mm-hmm. with the american sportsman which came out in from 65 to 86 um i think also i feel like you had the boom in like espn or their sports tv shows so everyone wanted to talk about 
like talk about sports stuff or look at it or look at it mm. <laughs> or Don't talk to celebrities it. who are sports <laughs> yeah <laughs> talk to athletes so you kind of had that thing kind of going on um well one sec you remember um julia when yeah. they had uh competitions between <gasps> yes, the networks, the networks and the celebrities yeah yeah and the celebrity people would be telling me about that yeah <laughs> they would be it's like the koreans do it the yeah Korean yeah they, they do, 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 yeah, it, do it. it i don't know but it was like abc would be against nbc, NBC. against yeah. Uh, yeah. abc yeah. Yeah. yeah and and so people from uh, whether it's the it was all the shows that were on that were popular. Those networks. So it yes. could be um, soap opera, the daytime soap opera to the nighttime sh- Right, like the guys from Chips. Uh, right, and right. And Eight is Enough <laughs> and Facts right. of Life And they participate and, and so yeah. on anyway. Back to you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, I definitely wonder if they try to do that now, how well it would do. Because it would be kind of interesting if you had celebrities in a more relaxed setting playing games with each other yeah. yeah it'd be interesting but i don't know you know how how it would do now <laughs> i don't know if the actors would be like yeah you don't pay me enough for that <laughs> well yeah i mean I th- the amount of money that would probably had to be coughed up to get well, celebrities i mean i think like. you could do it as a charity thing where oh, yeah. Yeah. i guess yeah. the funds That's that true. you know and so people would do it yeah i think where I guess when Gabby gets through her thing is that now I feel it's, there's too much like before. And I was talking to, to Lex about this with, with the whole um, farm aid and some of the other ch- charities that singers did is that back then pre social media and so on, people got together to do things and, didn't right. really focus on your religious belief, political belief, your your gender affiliation or anything like that. You just came together and you did whatever for the charity. And now I think because we are so involved in in people's lives as voyeurs into their yeah. lives yeah. that we know more than we probably need to know. Yeah. And they let themselves they open themselves to that too, but that to have a bunch of people come together to do a charity, if somebody is too something, too extreme in their politics or something, we wouldn't want, we don't care how well you sing, we wouldn't want the person in the group and so on. So I think the same thing would happen. Hypocrite. So let's not. Right. (laughs) So I think the same thing would happen with the celebrity battle the, the, oh. the battle with the networks is that if I know your politics, if I know how you're feeling about certain key issues, right? Why would I, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. people will say, "Well, I'm not watching," and I think that's where we are now. That yeah. we're pretty, um, we're kind of stuck. In a, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, that I guess goes into my next topic quite well or topic next point is that um you kind of like I said you have the competition shows kind of a little bit of the documentary shorter shows the game show type of thing coming up uh through the 40s to the 80s 
but then um, real life events kind of affecting how people perceived and how networks realized how people might receive reality television. And a real life thing that happened that affected that was O.J. Simpson murder case. That was televised, highly televised. And then people, of course, giving their opinions, whether extreme or not. Can I just say it started off with a car chase. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like networks saw that people were right. obsessed right. with with celebrities, and and but not just celebrities, but obsessed with drama mm-hmm. and extreme cases, and it, it was that was kind of almost like the nail in the coffin for like modern contemporary reality television mm-hmm. of like we like to see the outlandish and the extreme, and. We have never come back from that. (laughs) So that was kind of the start. It was one of the most viewed court cases ever, Mm -hmm. at least in American television. Um, And well, I highlight, I'll interject and highlight that that was after the Rodney King beating that was televised, that was seen on camera. So the O.J. Simpson thing, when you look back at it, you cannot look at it out of context of what was happening at the time, and when you look at people's reaction to when he got off, it was it was coming on piggybacking off of the Rodney King, where the cops got off on that. So it was like for for me, I was like, well, f you, because we just watched a bunch a cop a bunch of cops, white cops, beat the hell out of this man, yeah, and go to go to um, court and. First, I didn't think they were going to court, but then they got off and all that stuff. And I, re- I was at, you know, protesting that. So when the OJ thing came through, mm. it was, it was not OJ. Um, it, it was to, like a it symbol. Was, it was a symbol. Yeah. And so the reaction to it was, was in in response to that. Yeah. Um, the other part yeah well yeah well it it, it affected reality television. yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's um, still which yeah. is what reality <laughs> it made was, a, but that's right. the point it made us obsessed right. with exactly. yeah. Yeah, yeah it made us obsessed with it um which at that point you had a lot of the blowing up of a lot of reality shows of rich people yeah and the famous um and the lives of the rich and famous yeah literally <laughs> lives of the rich and famous <laughs> um and also at that time, the late 80s, there was a writing strike in 1988. And reality TV kind of became like, oh, we can do that instead of writing shows because we don't have any writers right now. Same thing happened in like 2008 or six when it happened again. And then there was a burst of reality television. And then recently, of course, the current writing strike, which you probably will end up with a burst of reality television, which you already have a ton, but we probably even have even more by 2024. I'd be surprised if we didn't. But it seems like every time there's a writing strike, there's a burst of... <laughs> unscripted. <laughs> of, yeah, right. Unscripted. Good point. Uh, television. Um, but uh, kind of like that, you had, like I said, you had, I think, the growing of reality television in the 80s and the 2000s specifically. Um, in these, like, almost have their own niche genres mm-hmm. of reality television. Mm-hmm. Real world. Um, and a lot of these sometimes <laughs> blend together. <laughs> They're not, like, exclusives. <laughs> so you had, like, the docu-series that is more the technical, quote-unquote, shows. Um, like, 600-pound life. Uh, 
There's one called A Thousand Pound Sisters. There's... And then there was the... the, the We were talking about it, the one on TLC, hmm. where it was surgeries. Oh, That God. was the 600 Pound Life. Hmm? 600 Pound Life. Original. No, 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 no. This was oh, like... Um, before, yeah, yeah, Like medical... Yeah, yeah. TLC <laughs> uses just like medical... Medical stuff that was freaking me out. Yeah, it was just oh like very advanced medical. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I might get that too. <laughs> which is well, weird to see like how yeah. TLC used to be, which was the medical like... <laughs> You're teaching teaching show yeah. a teaching channel, yeah. right. which is literally called the the learning channel is what TLC stands yeah. for. And now TLC <laughs> is <gross>. just <laughs> garbage. Well, yeah. I remember like, like uh, the Real World, like MTV mm-hmm. yeah. had that mm-hmm. yeah. and, and MTV, and, and they yeah. tried to well, like. I'm getting to that, ahead. but yeah. Oh, yeah. you're gonna get okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was another. That was probably like you had. You started out with the TLCs, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, medical. Okay stuff plus the, um, plus those were targeting adults like yeah yes, like is a lot of the shows yeah, were yeah. targeting yeah my my mom yeah, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> at the time and then i happened to watch with her yeah yeah mtv kind of dominated with the real world mm-hmm. uh big brother mm-hmm. um which both are like looking i mean i guess big brother's kind of a competition show because you're trying to whittle yeah. people down right um I but but the, yeah with real world, it's still like looking at young people yeah mm-hmm. doing young people things right because I watched I watched that and I too. I'm trying to remember what where I was whether that I was in college or just married so because I was I think the real world when started I in um, yeah. nineteen because I got married in nineteen ninety but I remember watching it and being pretty invested in their lives me too and amazed at how drunk yeah. these people could <laughs> it started get. in a, <laughs> it started in 92 wasn't there like um and then there was like a very um serious like um i don't want to call it a storyline because poor guy it was his life but pedro and it turns yeah, out I remember he had something, aids and yeah he ended up passing yeah. like after the show but you yeah. know and then there, the, one of the seasons, there was a girl who was was an alcoholic. Yeah, and she, and I remember that being a thing too through the show. Right, exactly, was just her, I guess, getting becoming aware of how bad it right. was because she would get so like she wouldn't remember. Yeah, I, I black can, out. I don't remember she would their black names, out. but it was like yeah. really bad. Yeah, well, that's where you get the. Like I said, like the shift in reality where it's the exploitative parts mm-hmm. where stuff that happened like after um, O.J. Simpson case, it was like, how we push this to the extreme mm-hmm. um, of like people like it or see at least have more attention when people are, are at extremes. Mm-hmm. People don't care when you're just sitting in your house doing nothing. Right. So <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so it's interesting to watch him drive in the car down the road. In an extreme situation versus, like, if you just showed his house, like, you have, you know, like, crips or something. Yeah. Although that's even extreme because it's known that most of the stuff in Cribs, if you remember that show, MTV mm-hmm. Cribs. Yeah. Um, like, half the time, the people didn't have the cars that were in the driveway. 
No, like really? Yeah. Cribs, cribs would bring cars because people would have like, oh, yeah, this is my Audi or whatever. And they're like, not good enough. Here's a, here's a oh. <laughs> like Lamborghini that you know so what's going to drive. Outrageous. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, oh. you know, or they would bring like entourage because they're like, oh, here's my pool. No one's in the pool because it's the middle of a Wednesday on, you know, at three in the afternoon. And they're like, we're going to get some get some models and stuff to stand around and oh, look. Oh, wow. Okay, good to know. So, yeah. All set up. Well, yeah. I, think, I think that as they started gravitating to, towards the younger yeah. audience, yeah. And I guess would mm-hmm. be mill- millennials. Yeah, millennials. Um, yeah. From, yeah, from my age group to the millennials, that you, you are pushing buttons, pushing emotional buttons to get, extreme reactions. Yeah, so yeah. like you said, it's not just good enough that you are like, uh, eh, that's all right. You right. want them to either ha- really hate the person yeah. or really love the person. Yeah. Right. And so it's, you know, and I think that's where we develop the yeah. team, you know, team this and yeah. team that. Right. Because yeah. when you look at a show, who's the villain? You know, we yeah. need to We know always look for a villain. Right. Even when villain. in real life, there's no such thing. Right. <laughs> like, it's like the housewives. But, you're like, yeah. well, that's oh. the good one and that's the bad one. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or she's always messy. Yeah. Love you know? the housewives. And <laughs> you see the, like I said, you have, for the genres, you have the docuseries, like I said, it's like 600 pound life, which is watching someone lose weight over time. Um, you have something like Extreme Home Makeover, which is the docu-series ones are more like feel-good ones. By the end, usually right. someone has done something that's like, yay, so they're like not hoarders, yay, they... right? <laughs> that's <laughs> well, a different type considered of that Because <laughs> even though sometimes they don't stop hoarding, they try to end it in a way of like, it's getting better, even if the vaguely, it's, it's the most vague thing of like, and he's still seeking help. <laughs> like, right. Exactly, even though yeah, no. But it's shot in a way to be like, this resolution at the end and there's no resolution really at the end. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Because it's like, yeah. okay, we, judge, we judge the person, we judge their family. <laughs> yeah. We judge whoever's in their life. Yeah. Right. Like, like, how, how can you let this, this happen? Yeah. yeah. And you have that with, um, if you remember intervention, Inter- I was about I to say love intervention. intervention. I love yeah, intervention. That one <laughs> is another shot in a way of like, and at the end, you're hoping that, you know, at that end card, it says, like, and they're still in a rehab. Yeah. Or blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, it's supposed to, those like are supposed to be the feel-good ones. Two years sober. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, yeah. you have, like I said, like, Extreme Home Makeover is sort of like that, where they would, you know, take a family that was poorer and then fix their house. Not showing the end card, you know, the end card being like, oh, and... And all was well, basically. Meanwhile, in reality, most of them had to sell their homes because their taxes shot up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And things like that. Yeah. Or it was like a house that, like, one of them, I think, is like they fixed up the house, which was nice, but they were in a poor neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, got, got robbed and stuff. Yeah. It's like, an, or yeah, they couldn't sell it. Who the heck is buying in the location that they're in? Yeah. Right. It's those type of things. Versus like maybe getting them to buy a new house. Mm, <laughs> like, right. that might have been like yeah. <laughs> a better thing to do uh, most of the stuff on hgtv is the house buying shows and those are technically mm-hmm. docuseries although those are like i mean i guess they feel good but they're pretty straightforward it's kind of like this couple's looking at a house they chose the third one wow. move on i'm fine with that yeah. i mean i'm all invested there's yeah. a few yeah. where they do actually follow the process 
But that's the show is about the process of finding a house. Mm-hmm. So you can right. see over time they're like, yeah, right, finding a house and then fixing it up. Usually, it's like mm-hmm. the making the house fixer up shows. Yeah, the, like I said, the docu series. Um, like I said, like Secret of Life, Super Nanny, Botched, oh, Extreme Home and Makeover. Oh, I love Super. Nanny. Then you have the Beauty Beauty Life. Like extreme makeover, which is when they basically just give you plastic surgery. Um, say yes to the dress. Mm-hmm. Those are the, yeah, kind of like what a lot of the TLC ones are that right. <laughs> of yeah. like how to look a certain way. Um, you have the job specific shows like Cops, mm-hmm. uh, Billion Dollar Listing, Kitchen Nightmares, Bad Boys, Bad Boys. Um, what you did? I used to watch Cops, <laughs> which was I mean, Cops is interesting. It's like it's got issues, especially when there are issues happening with the police officers. Um, I mean, I know they said that the cop show, which started in the 80s, I believe, helped push a legislation for the body cameras. Oh, I did not awesome. know that. But I because that like some of the cops would not were being filmed, like they had a film camera, but before then you didn't have the body camera part. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when they would go to um, court or whatever and, you know, witness and all that the cameras on the show were used as evidence Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases so that's that helped push for body cameras what i didn't even know um but then also some police stations use it when something scandalous happens they're like we're gonna get the cop show to show our we're Mm. um we're not hiding anything Mm -hmm. so it's like (laughs) pros and cons of what that show was used for um they did notice that uh, because cops were being filmed, they were less aggressive and less, uh, what's it called? Um, well, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Because they were, a lot of the times they were less aggressive, um, more correct in whatever they're supposed to do proceedings and stuff, right. which is why it pushed for body cameras. Like that show helped the push for it. Yeah. Also some places did it more than others. So I forgot one of them did it most of the time. I forgot which state had cops a lot. Um, I, yeah, one, I remember it, it was it yeah. was in certain places a lot yeah. of the time. And so it helped. They were like, in those regards, it helped for better police action. Right. <laughs> because yeah, more they're transparency, being filmed all the time. Right? Plus, transparency, yeah. Plus sorry, I, I couldn't think it. It allows for uh, training development because yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you watch an episode, as the head of the cop division, mm-hmm. you can see, well, you know, you didn't, this is the way you sh- should have handled it or where yeah. was your backup or yeah. whatever. So that, or what would you do next? Let's pause. Right. What would you, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. And then, I mean, of course you have a lot of the cops killing black men. So uh. it was used and that it, more recently when we're used for like a, almost like a band aid of like, we're, you know, we're legitimate, even though I'm like the places that are being filmed are the places with the issues. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like the people, the places that have issues aren't going to have a camera. Well, right. Come the, in. Right. The so bad, the bad like, cops aren't the ones volunteering being, being, to have right, the, exactly. their cameras the camera on, on their them. back. So it's like <laughs> useful, not useful, but it was interesting just to see, and well, yeah. at least when I was looking it up, that it did push for, it helped push legislation for like have a legitimate reason to have body mm-hmm. cameras. So that's just interesting. Um, like I said, you have the job specific ones, million dollar listing, kitchen nightmares, um, 
almost anything with Gordon Ramsay by this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Hell, well, that's a competition show. So that's, oh, that's right. so technically, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a competition show. It is. Um, yeah. The love relationship ones like the bachelor and now you have love is blind and love Island. Um, neither ones I've watched. I watched the bachelor back in the day. Um, isn't there the Bachelorette I the show now? I found it. Oh, you remember the matchmaking I one? I do. That's a job specific one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was job? Yeah, Million Dollar Matchmaker. That one? I don't know. I remember she just... Yeah, those Million Dollar yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stanger. <laughs> and, she, and she got paid a lot of yeah, money. A million dollars. A lot of money. Not a million, but yeah. Um, it was Basically like, having million dollars to date each other. Yeah. Um, because most of them were like self-made millionaires yeah. where they have... So their work lives were just insane that and like at no point would you have time for dating. Mm. <laughs> so, and they wanted a certain type yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Who could handle that. Yeah. Um. And then you have the the uh, life of rich and young people, like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which of course it's mm-hmm. I can't watch the Kardashian that. dude being part of the, the I watched case. The Osbournes the first, were first. I think I watched the first. Um, <laughs> I watched the first like three or first, four seasons. Right. I think I yeah. got about three seasons. When I was like Kardashian back, back back in the day when mm-hmm. it was a novelty. Right. Um, it was it was interesting when I was younger. Like because they were at the store. They, they yeah they had the store, store. the little store um, a clothing store. It mm. was, I mean, Beck, and their big thing was who was going to work the shift. Oh, yeah, they'd always be fighting would, about who would. Because so one of them wouldn't it. take their shift or show up. I mean, like, bef- that was the height of the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Jenners were still babies stuff. or kids. They're still little kids. So it's like, it was definitely very different than probably now. I've never watched, yeah. I didn't watch it recently, but and yeah. in terms Hilton, of. Hilton and the other one. Oh, yeah. Um, um, Wait, but didn't the Osborne <laughs> one Paris, come first? Paris Hilton. I feel like I don't remember Paris Hilton. I don't remember. And, I mean, like happened, Richie, they all Richie, ha- Richie. a lot of them happen at the same time. Yeah, oh, gotcha. like it's, they, they were all the socialites who. Yeah, it was like yeah, were given shows. Well, I stopped I mean, watching had, the Osbournes like when they started filming how they would let their dogs poop all over the house and just leave the poop there. They were t- disgusting family. And I just couldn't do it. I, I just I have no respect for Osborne woman. I never watched them. Mm-hmm. So, but you have, no. whatever. <laughs> you have, like, I mean, with that, you have, like, Duck Dynasty. And, oh, yeah, I remember Duck Dynasty. Um, uh, and then Pawn Stars. Pawn Stars? Pawn. That was, like... Yeah, that was like a history. I liked him because he was so good with his historical nuggets. Yeah. Oh. As, but then that was fake because most of the time they went to museums and asked for them to bring <laughs> stuff. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> it was a antique road show. Shop. <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't, I, well, I didn't, that one is actual real. That one's real. That's probably the realest of that okay. whole show. Yeah, I did not watch that. <laughs> that, was, that was something my mother would watch. Yeah, those are people just straight up bringing I stuff. I just know it's a good drinking show because every time you, they said antique, it's like, oh. <laughs> Take another shot. Well, you you had like what I watched when I was younger, Jersey Shore. Oh yeah, um, is Suki? Suki was one of them. Yeah, whatever. Snooki. Snooki. Um, I'm trying to remember. Yes, yeah, like I Snooki, never watched it because I just, D, the, the situation. They just seemed something. so. I didn't either. I watched it. I, I know w- it's just shallow, but I was <laughs> older, so yeah. I mean, yeah, I, just, I mean, I was the perfect age for it. I know, <laughs> so it was I was perfect age for that. But but it was like that. Keeping up with the Kardashians, Real Housewives of Orange County. That's oh, I love the I Real Housewives. Again, I will say I like the original Real Housewives <laughs> in Orange County. The original people they right. were First really set. interesting right. to yeah. watch. Um, I watched. 
a little bit of of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I watched a little bit of New York. Yeah, me but too. then it was like eh, it started yeah. getting like crazy. I watched and, like, Jersey until much. it got eh, too yeah. crazy, mm-hmm. and then yeah, yeah, yeah. It got, yeah, things just got crazy. I will tell you what I did watch. Um, Gotti, Gotti's daughter. Um, oh, was that good? She, oh, <laughs> with the bro- with her sons. Wait, was, is that the one the where she of- had surgery? Because I have a story for you. She had like <laughs> extreme surgery at one point. Is I think my sister was watching this. I was she's the only house. daughter of of Gotti. I don't know. Is it or maybe it's like Ma- what's, was what's it his a mafia name? wives show? No, she wasn't on mafia. Oh, I know who you're talking about. No. Not okay. her. Okay. Because um, uh, the theme, the theme song was "These Boots Are Made for Walking," and I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I she, don't remember what it's called, but she, I don't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> she just looked like somebody stuck in time, but she was an editor for the Star Magazine, like their yeah, one of their was, columns, and which shocked me because I swear I didn't think the woman had a brain, but she wasn't. She wasn't stupid. It was just yeah. this. I mean, it's look. like it's like the Paris Hilton <laughs> show when she was on. Like Paris Hilton is a very smart woman. Yeah, and I, I, being while she just, plays an airhead, but it's like it made her a ton of money yeah. because. But people, that's what she said too. She was supposed to, <laughs> yeah. be the airhead. Yeah. And meanwhile, but behind like Simpsons, it. when everybody was going on about the whole Buffalo, when she said, "Aren't b- Buffalo wings made? Aren't don't." Isn't it a oh, buffalo or tuna fish? No, or yeah, tuna fish is really chicken of the sea or something like that. Right. Yeah. Or she or is it really chicken is or whatever? It really chicken? And it's like But she was also playing dumb. Yeah. Like I mean I remember looking at like <laughs> Hilton or it was but one we of them. believed these yeah, people, stereotypes of these. Yeah, people. people believed it and it's like meanwhile I'm like, she went to Brown. <laughs> like she she's a smart like she's yeah. not <laughs> Yeah. Um which just shows like how reality shows have impacted people thinking yeah. kind of like, oh, these people are really how they're presented and it's like, nope. Yeah. Like they really believe that yeah. what do you see on TV? She's is not just real. doing these just random same. things and yeah. nothing's happening to her because yeah. whatever. And meanwhile, no, the whole thing's been manipulative. Yeah. But at the time we didn't know that. Yeah. We took it we took it for granted that it was um that's what it was. Yeah. I could tell you a little bit about um, the mob wives situation. Uh-huh. I was over at my sister's house and I had never seen the show and she was explaining the premise to me and I was like, oh, that's interesting. They're all like mob related and they were talking mm-hmm. to each other. And this one woman got like, I think extreme surgery. Yeah. And it she was died. that episode. Oh God. Yeah. Well, that's not, not from good. that. She had um, cancer or something. Oh, okay. So, I guess I just um, started watching when she came out of whatever procedure she had, and she just was like, she looked at, in really bad shape. You could see some of the stitches and stuff, and she was just like, oh, I'm in pain. Oh, it hurt, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I felt woozy. And I mm. got up, and I went into the kitchen. <laughs> And I remember going to my laptop because, like, I'm getting away from the situation. I just remember watching my finger slide across my laptop. And I ended up fainting and hitting the back of my head against my sister's oh my refrigerator. Because oh, I didn't realize that I had the... 
basal vagal, which is like when when you're empathetic and you, you Mm. know, sight of blood and pain and all that good stuff. So emergency room visit. Yeah, I did it again with my mom recently. (laughs) I fainted at her hospital bedside (laughs) and I had to go to the emergency room because I fainted. (laughs) Yeah. So, but some of that reality stuff is, I mean, it really gets you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Word of warning to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You have the unusual family shows, which is like highlighting usually the shows that are trying to highlight something interesting with the family. So you have like Amish people, um, Mm. or I think it's, yeah, I think it's called Amish people. Yeah. Yeah. And is it Amish Life or something like that? Was it Amish Mafia? No, there's several. No. There's like there's several shows of Amish Don't people. Don't get it twisted. And one of them I think is called Amish People. And which I was like, the amount of filming that is done, I'm like, are you still Amish? <laughs> like oh, right. I think you're going yeah. against whatever. Yeah, yeah, I wondered about that. I'm too. like, are you really is this a I can't like, tell if they're Mennonites? I was like, is this more of a faking as as Amish? A duck dynasty moment. Right. Where you just live nearby some Amish people, but you're yeah, not really like, wouldn't it like, go against like their yeah, like religious yeah. doctrines and, and yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, uh, swamp people. Um, like I said nineteen and counting. John and Kate plus eight, twenty two and counting. Now, uh, you have what's it called? There's a there's like another family sister wives. I mean, there's a bunch of yeah. like family shows where it's like here's a family who's uh interesting because they may have you know a thousand children or they live in this very unique place or Mm -hmm. they live on a boat like those type of things um of course you have your competition shows as we've talked about which is like survivor and american idol next top model amazing race health kitchen alone there's a bunch there's so Mm -hmm. many competition shows Mm um now like each even though I'm going through like the, the styles of reality, I th- I think some of these blend with each other. Um, and depending on how they're shot, like Survivor is very much a, a competition show. It is yes. about the game of Survivor. But something like Alone, which Alone is a show about people surviving in the wilderness in isolation. Right. Um, and it's a competition show in that they have to out-survive each other in terms of Unlike Survivor, where you play game, like people will come together and play games and then you eliminate people out. And alone, they're put in a remote area and then everyone is just trying to stay as long as possible. Wow. So some people have to leave because maybe they get sick or something and then Medical they get out of the competition. Yeah. Yeah. So the little show is literally. Afraid. Huh? Naked and afraid? It's kind of like that, where it's like these people are, they're expert survivalists. And the whole point of the show is to how long can you survive in the wilderness right. based on the skills you already have. Meanwhile, right. Survivor is just sometimes random people in the woods, <laughs> like in the woods with a bunch of cameras. So <laughs> it's a little different depending on how it's filmed. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, uh, or you have like something like Amazing Race is a half t- half a travel show and half a competition show. Mm-hmm. So, it's yeah, some of these are not full blown competitions. Um or it's not one style all the time. You have right. it's kind of like next top model. Next top model was like how how to become a, a supermodel mixed with like Big Brother style mm-hmm. antics of like drama and people messing with each other, right? And, and people in a house alone, isolated, <laughs> right? 
you know. So it was definitely, and then at the same time, you have like makeup experts coming to give like real tips. <laughs> so it's like a weird mixture of several styles. That is weird. Um, you have the game show, which is like Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, Deal or No Deal, very much the cla- the old school people standing there and playing games against each other. And what Steve Harvey is like now the king of the game show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yep. he own, he's owned the licensing <laughs> and all that stuff. Um, and then you have like the court shows, like a Judge Judy. I love that. Um, and Judge Brown. <laughs> and now Tribunal. you do have Judge Judge Steve Harvey. He's mm-hmm. now a judge. <laughs> um, which apparently those shows, they... I forgot how they work. I think... Um, I think it's one of those, like, be willing to put the, of course, when you sign the contract, whatever, be willing to put, you know, something personal is a, is a, is a court thing. It's a real court show. These are real judges. So it's like putting something personal out in public and that's fine. But if the judge says you have to pay, then the show pays for you. That's the whole point. No way. So the person is not really losing money. The show pays for any damages that the person may need to receive, whatever. Well, that's really disheartening. So that's that's the the payment. The whole point is more out of like people... Just putting your stuff out there. Yeah, if you're willing to put your stuff out there, the show will pay all your court fees and everything. Yeah. So if someone is suing the other for like a thousand bucks, the court is paying the thousand bucks. No wonder the guys never look very that upset. upset nobody's weeping losing. yeah <laughs> but that, i mean by that point i think it's pride of like just saying okay i was wrong or a judge officially yeah. saying like they were wrong for sure yeah but then the show play, pays for everything okay so right. i was You're like disappointed. yeah <laughs> tribunal justice is like a judith shineland created a show mm-hmm. and bird remember bird her mm-hmm. loyal like police officer guy who used to be in her mm-hmm. initial show he's on right. that show mm-hmm. and yeah okay i'm just disappointed <laughs> i don't know if i could watch it again now that i know that <laughs> but yeah so yeah apparently that's how that works um which i guess is like it's not too bad it was small claims court it's not exactly like yeah. these million dollar lawsuits it's, it's like he didn't but pay for the job. But you know, in a way, back. those are the shows that are usually on around twelve o'clock in the yeah. They're like true. Yeah, morning TV, and you, it's like candy because they, yeah. they, they're, they're back to back, yeah. back to back. All the judges thingy, yes. and I guess they're competing with soap operas. At yeah. That time. Oh. yeah. Um, well, there is drama, so yeah. So and maybe yeah. a little bit of like late morning television where yeah, you have like morning, the Ellens yeah. or the the View, mm-hmm. yeah. where. Um, They'd be the group to kind of watch it. Like right after mm-hmm. that is Judge Judy. Yeah, yeah. I love Judge Judy. And then maybe you get like Jerry <laughs> or Jerry Springer. Yeah, Steve uh, uh, Wilkos, who has also passed away. Why did he pass Jerry away? Springer. Oh, Jerry, Jerry Springer. Springer. Yes, that is yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I think. But yeah, all that to say, like for for reality television, it's definitely shaped our view of celebrities because you do see that in now with the advent of like YouTube in 2007, YouTube came out and of course is now one of the biggest mediums, (laughs) if not the biggest medium in the world, um, digital medium and, and vlogging became the new Mm -hmm. reality. YouTubers became the new reality TV. Uh, The difference is that unlike reality TV where you might have people who are like 
small time actors. Oh my gosh, I forgot what there was one dating show I forgot to say on MTV. It had like I forgot who was it. It wasn't Justin Timberlake. It was one of the like the early '90s people, and I was just like, "Oh my god, you were on reality TV before!" But it was a lot of actors used it to just pay their bills. Well, the dating game was also um, was also oh yeah used actors because Tom Selleck yeah. was one of yeah. the and bachelors. Most of the people in the background of Judge Judy shows are actors. They're like well, small time act- because because the actors know how to react to make everything go woo versus the regular audience, so they mm. get just actors who want to be background. Ca- well, you were a background person, Julia. <laughs> yes, I would be <laughs> background person on a couple of movie sets. Yes, thank you for mentioning yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so national but, yeah. treasure. Hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Others, yeah. But, she's yeah. she's in there. Because that was in Bal- set in Baltimore, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in but DC, yeah. actually. And then that Chris Rock movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think I actually made it into the actual film, but I was there in one of oh, the Oh, yeah. Scenes. No, the Chris Rock movie is the one I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you were in National Treasure. Oh, yeah. wow. Yes, I okay. a Moroccan tourist. I don't know if you actually even <laughs> see me, though. <laughs> but I did take like a... Uh, picture because I had uh, my camera as one of my props Uh and they kept Mm -hmm. saying about Nicolas Cage don't look him in the eye don't look him in the (laughs) eye and I'm like okay that is just so random like don't look at him they they just kept telling us that yeah (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah when we were in Toronto we were on the on the street and they were filming and they they said now we'll let you stay if you don't look at the oh. action as it was going on. I said, okay. So I had Gabby on my shoulder and I turned her towards the camera. <laughs> oh, good for I you. Turned her, I turned away from the camera, but I, but I put her <laughs> on the shoulder. That's so cute. Oh, I have no idea see? what film was being made, so I, 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 What's I, happening? they didn't tell us. Oh my gosh. I but was, I was like, just in, in case. <laughs> I was also a background person in the... Um, John Waters film. I can't even remember the title, and I've never even tried to see the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I wonder he if some, I made he has it some crazy into some of the John scenes. Waters. Oh, he, it was crazy what we were doing. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he has some crazy yeah. films. Yeah, but <laughs> um, but yeah, like like I said, YouTubers and vloggers kind of have are the new um, thing. And even though there's uh, Trends on YouTube come and go, and vlogging is not as popular as it used to be. But people are still doing lifestyle channels, mm-hmm. and right. and you have people doing family channels now. Because I mean, as exploitative as Hollywood is, there's definitely I think a lot more laws in place for privacy, mm-hmm. or even for minors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Should mm-hmm. be more laws, but there definitely are at least some laws compared to YouTube, where like you have family vlogging channels where they film their children from literal birth. I've seen people who are like, here is the birth of our kid. And it's like, no, the camera's straight up in the doctor's room. Like, it's it's straight up. Like, from birth, I've seen this baby and I can watch their entire lives on YouTube. Um, But there's no legislation to protect those kids because technically YouTube is not seen as a legitimate medium yet of art, despite all that money that it brings. I I think we've talked about um, our worry about how this type of climate is mm-hmm. affecting kids because yeah yeah and how I mean, they, they don't get their to perception. say anything yeah yeah, yeah. and like, i mean you see tiktok 
and I mean, I, I don't have TikToks. I have Instagram reels, but most of them are TikToks. But yeah, it's like you see you are ne- it's almost like you are living the Truman Show. But yes. unlike the Truman Show, you know that you're being filmed and you can't do anything about it. And and it's very much like you were on. It's like once you leave your house, you were on stage at all times. Someone could be filming you. Uh, yeah. Family, parents will film their kids and take so many pictures and it's like you don't even know who's watching and mm. and yeah and our go-to thing is when something happens take out your phone like you have any yeah. things where i see something happen and some people just take out their phones yeah before helping the person oh no um, no and it's that's... like <laughs> yeah and I, I, yeah that's very distressing I, th- I think that's my hesitancy sometimes when i'm like doing something and if i want to take a picture film it because i'm like why am i filming this why don't i just enjoy the moment because like who am i filming for for other people yeah. to look at and make right. comments for me to look back at but i never do i just use my memory because i have it so it's like <laughs> well you know the, the, so it's like why am i filming my yeah. life or taking this many pictures i don't do it anymore i used to maybe when i was like 20 but now i'm like i don't well i, I noticed like even in the reels when you see a series of different things, you know, whether somebody fell or there's an argument or whatever. And I'm part of me. is like, are you like filming all day long? And then it's like, you get lucky with something that pops up because how do you know that this was going to turn escalate? Or how do you know that this person was going to fall at that time? Like, (laughs) how are you there with this camera that is filming? (laughs) You have the people who, who, um, it's like, they're, having like an emotional moment and then they are doing a TikTok crying or something. And I'm like, that means you started crying. (laughs) You grabbed your phone, (laughs) turned on the camera, opened up the app, hit record, and then continued to cry. Right. (laughs) And it's like (laughs) the steps when you think about it, you're like, shouldn't you have stopped earlier and just let yourself have an emotional (laughs) moment? (laughs) Well, what I have seen recently is um, the person had the camera set up. Yeah. And they were having their emotional moment and um, and it was <laughs> how they were reacting to whatever. Mm. Uh, like they set it up ahead of time knowing See, that they were going to have this yes. vulnerable mm. thing. Because they were having a discussion with their partner. The partner knows that it's the camera's there. Yeah, yeah. And they're a, a, um, a fitness influencer. Um, and so I don't want to name person. But they had, so they were like, you know, here here is part of, let me show you what my vulnerability looks like. And they were anxious about something. And so I was watching, but I was like, I feel like too involved in, yes. like you pulled me to, I'm literally watching you have a breakdown with yeah. your partner helping you, and I've like pulled up a chair to watch. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, and, eh, yeah. I, I mean, I, feel I don't want that. The either. same way. Sometimes, like, it's weird because sometimes I'll be scrolling at like one in the morning, and it will be something where someone says, "Go," you know, I, maybe I pause and watch, and they're like, "Go." Um, here's seeing what I eat for breakfast as a insert job, you know, and 
it'll be like as a as a model this is what i eat for breakfast and i'm just watching because it's like it's one in the morning and i'm bored and and not tired yet and it's just more of like halfway through i'm like why the heck am i watching this i'm just watching you make some scrambled eggs like nothing you do is interesting right but but because of um because of stuff like youtube where you've highlighted your life and curated your life in a way to make it seem interesting and then reality tv even though it's like it's almost reality adjacent where it's like look i am interesting just as interesting as as the kardashians and it's like not really i mean they're not interesting on most days but (laughs) (laughs) i can't like we're even less so (laughs) nothing and and i remember some vloggers some youtube vloggers were saying that because a lot of, like I said, the trends of, of vlogging have slowed down a bit for YouTubers because a lot of them said that having to keep up a fake life, like a lot of them said I was trying to figure out things to do each day mm-hmm. because I need oh, a God. vlog that is interesting that people will pay right. attention to. And because most of their right. viewers are younger, they're only interested in things that are interesting, interesting to look at. They're not going <laughs> to want to see you at the computer nine to five working on a, on a, movie, on a movie um video. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, I have to think of something. I have to go out. Plus you're a a one-person show. Yeah. Because a reality show has a team. Yeah. Yeah. Has a team. (laughs) And usually a cast that you can be like, okay, I'm... I'm tired today. I can just get this other person. Right. Yeah. And this, and for them, it's like, oh, I need to go out. I need to, (laughs) we need to go meet someone. I need to go to this thing. I need to go shopping. I need to look good. And they're like, by, you know, they get burned out two years in. Like, I just, they're like, I have nothing else to say. (laughs) But they were also, I think, when you look at the transition of YouTube, of um, reality shows, and being having this narrative and and where we are now when i was looking things up um about this in 2004 i think it was 2004 they were expecting reality shows to die yeah. in 2010 they were like oh it'll probably go away too so it, but because the way they can make money out of it without spending a lot of money is what drives it to continue. And so for YouTube, in a way, it's low cost to yeah. enter. Yeah. It's yes. for the for the TV yeah. shows, it's, it's low it's cost to, make. to do yeah. each episode. It's it's only in the maybe tens of thousands to for the bigger ones, maybe hundreds of thousands versus, you know, um, hitting million dollars and so on for for tv shows so for a network it's cheaper to to have these reality shows wow i never thought of that but yeah for the regular joe schmo in their house it's cheaper to um put the time in to curate this and get your payday a little Mm -hmm. you know in a couple years and have an actual um, income from mm-hmm. this because then brands want you. Um, Cause reality shows now they said product placement is product placement is the big thing. Mm-hmm. And so, which is the same thing for an influencer is who, yeah, they have a bunch of you know, sponsors, you know, right. Yeah. So you have brands that come in and, and you know, maybe they're, selling a brand new skincare or a scented candle or something. And 
you've got somebody that you can pay probably next to nothing compared to trying to pay for a network, um, trying to get a network to, uh, use your, your product or whatever. Um, but I, I, I think that, um, I don't see it going away. Oh, uh, no. You know, Absolutely that prediction not. of it I don't dying off. So. Well, like I said, every time there's a writer strike, right. there's right. a boom right. in <laughs> reality television. And now that you have, like I said, TikTok right. and YouTube and Instagram, like, yeah. and even even Twitter, even though Twitter is not visual or, or I guess now threads, it's it's like people are, are in having... Real time. Right. In real time, talking about right. thoughts and what's happening to them and their right. opinions that we, we, um, it's almost, it feels like we have this extreme culture of, like you said at the beginning, voyeurism. Mm-hmm. Voyeurism. And, and because of that, it's like you, you can make yourself into a mm-hmm. reality show star. Yeah. Because people who wouldn't have been selected to be part of a scripted show mm-hmm. um because you have to fit you've got to 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 um have certain dynamics you know whether it's your your look your your gender whatever but in the reality show thing especially when it's self-made it it allows for people from communities who wouldn't get that yeah. platform yeah but that's the best, you know. There, yeah. Despite so, all the cons of it, yes, there's more, more ah, minority groups that never had a chance to speak about stuff. So even right. though sometimes it's like, oh, we're filming this, and it's it, sometimes it does feel voyeuristic or like, am I getting too personal in your life? Right. But it's like people who never had a, a chance to speak, and right. there's a lot of right. people like in like the LGBT community where internet has helped. Right, have a voice in place that maybe it's dangerous or they just don't feel comfortable enough to come out. And the internet is a place that you can see a life that you either wanted or want to have or may eventually have, but trying to create the steps to have. And that's the usefulness of of all this stuff. (laughs) With it, though, comes that we... um, Where we might have had um, a certain... You, you expected your opinions, people who gave opinions to be your experts and your mm. um, people who studied in that field or knew about it. Part of the reality thing is that everybody's got an opinion. Um, yes, and no one's an expert. Hello, podcast. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like... <laughs> we have lots of opinions. Yeah, I, we do I, have lots of opinions. <laughs> I, I think like reality... TV or looking at when I think about it and kind of what spawned off of it and how reality TV is now and in like I said internet reality mm-hmm. it feels like everyone and how you see with Twitter is like everyone thinks they're the most interesting person in the world mm-hmm. and not necessarily in a bad way I mean I feel like yes you should have confidence in yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> to, a, to a certain degree I think that for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's when people, when you see people do vlogs and stuff and it's like, no, they like, they truly do think what they are filming is interesting and worth sharing. Yeah. And that's not always a bad thing, but 
But it's reinforced. Yeah, it's reinforced by so much with all the subscribers. What everyone else <laughs> right. saying that yeah, you right. are. So, <laughs> so yeah. we're encouraged. We're encouraged. Keep it coming, so, people. Keep it coming. So yeah, but but to wrap this up, how do you think this has influenced what we consume um, in our yeah. movies, books? I, I think those and video games how how you see like for the marvel movies where a celebrity is done with a marvel movie and then everyone's like what are they gonna do next or what's gonna happen or you see people right. fall around like tom holland and zendaya zendaya mm-hmm. around and and it's kind of like you have those are the the the, the dark parts of reality tv where yeah. it's now we think that every part of your of someone life else's is life right? is own, is accessible and we own it and we should look at it and it's almost like entitled to it. I've seen people say kind of like, well, you shared your, you said that you were dating, so we might as well, we should be able to look. And it's like, that oh. doesn't, me telling you that, by the way, I'm dating this person doesn't suddenly mean like you get invited to the wedding. It's, right. <laughs> but we have yeah. that mentality. Now, on the other hand, like I said, you do have the places that, it's like the internet and reality and vlogging and stuff has helped realize for like I said, a lot of minority groups that, Hey, there is, there, so, there's someone like you, mm-hmm. here's their life. It is successful and you can have it too. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just giving you community to talk with other people. And that's great. So it's like, if there's both of those and, yeah. and now it's just, the balance yeah. <laughs> and, and it's it's tipped in one direction more on the voyeuristic oversharing side than the you know the genuine, lovely community right genuine community side but i think it depends on the culture at the moment and right now we're just into n- not into that as much <laughs> i think with the um storytelling style though it also um makes we have short attention spans too i yeah. think developed out of whether it's reality shows or so on the high dramaness and the cliffhangers and so mm-hmm. on i feel like that is even more emphasized in how we tell stories and the big um the series the long going series and even in books it's it, we carried it over in these yeah. long fantasy series or long um, mystery series where we get invested in the character over and over and over and over. I think I think that's why, like, how you guys do romance, that's why romance shows do well, like The Bachelorette and, and mm. like, Love is Blind and stuff, because yeah. the books, it's like, ooh, you guys are meeting each other and immediately fall in love. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get married in like a year. And sometimes they're even, by the end of the book, they're engaged. And you're like, yeah. I think you've only known each other for three months, but okay. Right. And <laughs> meanwhile, on the TV show, <laughs> yeah, the TV show, like 90 Day Fiance, mm-hmm. where it's right. like, oh, maybe by the end they will fall in love. Yeah. Maybe there's that little nugget of like, ooh, maybe that story will end with them loving each other in 90 days, being married, and all is well. Most of the time, no. But right. maybe... Mm-hmm. That could happen to me. Yeah. And if I watch someone else do it, who's more attainable than like a celebrity, like. True. Like I don't see, mm-hmm. like, relate said, like Tom Holland. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever meet Tom Holland as much as I like his acting, mm-hmm. but I can probably meet one of the guys on 90 Day Fiance 
Right. Because he's a normal guy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's the style of how we consume our um, our entertainment, the reading and, and the movies and, and even... Um, um, and like I said, the video games, because it, we are also reading the books or watching the movies, but like you said, we want to hear from the actors yes. and we want to hear from the director and we want to see the behind the scenes. And so even with an author, it's like, you know, do a live Facebook thingy and, and talk about how it was to write that character and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, we brought people on the podcast and we, and I asked questions about their life and so on. Cause all of that, re- the reader now wants to know all of that, not just the book, which That's true. As personally as an author drives me insane because I don't want to do all that. I just want you to, read the book, even if it's a sample, read the book, but I don't want to put myself out, personal life out to, and curate it in a way that says, oh, you're interesting enough to read your book. Like my life and the book, (laughs) it's not on the, it's it's not the same. (laughs) And I don't, I'm too lazy to curate something for you to then want to read the book. And I know I'll have to do it, but I like to complain. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I feel like it's very weird. I, f- I feel like as a millennial, at the time I grew up, it's, even though I grew up with computers, it was newer to me because mm-hmm. I, I got it more when I was a kid than, than born with it, like Gen, Gen Z. So I was so used to hearing like, don't talk to real people on the internet. Like, don't say your real name. Don't say your real address. Don't say anything mm-hmm. really about yourself. Use fake right. names, which is why you see a lot of early YouTubers have, like, a, sta- a, a, a fake weird name. Right. And I alias. used to use mine all the time, yeah. an alias. Meanwhile, now it's, like, just the person's straight up name. Right. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm still a little bit in my old school of, like, I would never say my real name online. And right. finally, with the podcast, this is the first time I actually put my name on something out there. Yeah, but that, yeah, but normally it's like here is an alias. Yeah, and this is how you've known me for the for you know like ever online <laughs> forever. Yeah. yeah, and even when we talk to each other, like when we talk to people online, we would call each other by the alias, not by the real yeah. names. And yeah. now it's like, oh, this is my name. Yeah, and so, it's like, oh, okay. That must feel so, so weird. <laughs> no, it felt weird at the beginning because I'm like I'm not used to it, yeah. and now with the amount of vlogging that has happened. I mean, I used to watch vlogs and stuff when I was, um, when I was younger watching YouTube and it was interesting because it was new and a novelty and it felt different than reality TV because these are people with just camcorders in their room. Like I used to watch, um, which I still watch the vlog, the vlog brothers. Um, and, and yeah, and it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, they're people who have just, just lives. Yeah. I mean, I do it with our rich journey, the people the people from America that now live in Portugal. Yeah. And they I was there for, they YouTube algorithms brought it into um uh into my suggested things during the pandemic and I started watching it cuz we had nothing else to do. And they bought a house and they fixed it up and then 
about a couple months ago, they announced that they were selling it. And you would have thought that we were all living in these people's houses. Everybody in the comments was like, how can you sell your dream home? Blah, 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 blah. What are you going to do? Where are you going to live? Blah, blah, blah. Oh my goodness. And so they posted an update that the house was sold and they're like, and then in the title, it said, are we going to be moving back to the U.S.? And I clicked on it and I'm just like waiting to see, like, don't tell me you're leaving Portugal because you made it sound so great and wonderful. And and then at the end, they're like, and yeah. we're not coming back to the U.S. And I was like, yay. And I was like, this is insane. I don't know these people, but (laughs) they do respond to people in the comments and they responded to me. But it was funny because everybody in the comments was like, yay, you're staying in Portugal. None of us are in Portugal. Oh, my gosh. And I'm sure their journey will continue. Right. But it was just that. It's years. Yeah. Pandemic was what? How long? 2020. 2020. Three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And they were and they had started their vlogging about maybe two years before that yeah wow so yeah they've been online yeah. for a while i think yeah i think it's just one of those where like the you have the and i didn't really touch on it i guess i did but without saying it parent parasocial relationships where it's like you see someone's life and you feel like you mm-hmm. know them very well and mm-hmm. they know nothing about you yeah right and and i feel like, like maybe, i'm best friends with them but they don't know that <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that's where i guess the faults of reality tv and and now uh vlogging and, and it, stuff and it leaks over it, into how yeah. we how we approach things because it's like everything. we think we know someone because we see their lives even right. if it's a curated life and or it's we like we feel entitled to yeah and yeah. if something happens to them whether they get sick or you have the extreme cases of you know they they have depression and something happens to them, but they do something yeah. to themselves. And it's like, we don't know these people. It's well, like, it's right. a, re- it's a remember, like, you don't know. It's like Jamie Foxx when he got sick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. People were upset when they found out that he had left the hospital and was home because oh. they were like, well, we didn't know you didn't tell us. And, and I remember like, somebody saying, you're a public figure. You should be notifying us, his family. What? They're telling That's his ridiculous. family that yeah. they should yeah, notifying like, no. him. <laughs> like, There's no, like, <laughs> it's weird how we put these things on public figures. I like, I get to a point. I understand there's a point. Yes. They're influential to a right. point though. Um, however, the, it, it's kind of like, Again, it's like this is a person. This is not yeah. a. This is not. Um, they're not acting all the time. They're right. not a museum piece to be held up. Right, you don't own at. them. <laughs> they are a live human being. You don't own them, and I think <laughs> people genuinely work, feel right. Yeah, they feel that work. when they buy that movie ticket, that has given them access to not just the movie, but you now own me for going to see you. That's oh, and, and, that's so crazy. And yeah. it's so it's I really think weird. That's the one but, thing about writing that kind of scares me is more so than like the idea of like putting my work out there and being judged. That's kind of scary. But I'm more afraid of fans. I'm more <laughs> afraid of getting yeah. a fan base, and I'm like, I hope you aren't rabid, and yeah. creepy. Yeah, right. I hope. Like, I I think I'd be very much uh, pretty, no, <laughs> pretty straightforward to my fan base. Like. 
don't try to follow me around. Don't scare me. Just read the book. <laughs> just, read the book. <laughs> yeah. just just read the book. Yeah. Don't follow me. Like that's fine. Just 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 take a newsletter and 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 <laughs> watch well, when it comes out. I mean, <laughs> I've met people who are fans were were um, rabid fans of of my work. All two of them. But um, <laughs> stop it. You know I'm number three. <laughs> there are tons of but, people who are fans of and, your but, no, but you know but the thing is they will be excited about something in a book that I don't remember mm. or like what made them what appealed to them yeah, yeah. It, I didn't in my head it's like I didn't know that that would you know Strike a it's chord like it's with so per- people right. Or, it's so yeah. personal to them, and for me, it's kind of like, well, I'm on book five, six, or whatever. <laughs> I don't even remember what you're talking about, or I don't remember it in that kind of detail of right. what you're talking about. So when they're talking to me about, you know, I really love that scene when you blah 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 blah, and it's like, okay, because I just don't even remember, and I right. I can't say that, but it's like I don't have that kind of yeah you know it's like i am more like when i'm done writing it i'm done done my brain right. cannot hold on mm. to, to that much information right to, <laughs> it's like and I've, those days I've are over <laughs> yeah i don't think i ever had good memory so uh, yeah. <laughs> like don't come up and start talking about something that was too too long ago yeah yeah but all right yeah. um anything else to wrap yeah. it up i guess it just i guess i mean i guess like the it doesn't mean don't follow your favorite creator or whatever it's just <laughs> it's just more of like oh these these you don't know these people but reality tv i feel like has definitely influenced how we approach yeah that parasocial relationship and it is nice to watch drama sometimes but remember it's, it's curated drama it's yeah half the time on Hebrew real housewives yeah. you would see them fight and then behind yeah. the scenes they're like they clearly get along and yeah <laughs> all the well, all the drama on, li- on the I, line yeah. i will yeah. say that <laughs> the, the fallout of reality shows is that it also has made us cynical about a lot of things because we don't trust that what we're seeing is real um i, I, th- I think that we question institutions more because yeah. of what we've seen behind the scenes and yeah. so on i think it's again it's one of those where like a it's like a catch point too, where it's like you question things, which is great, but then it's like now you question too much because right. it's like okay, that part didn't need to be questioned. That part is legit. It's right. <laughs> like, it is a legit thing. It's a legit and thing. Everybody's that sh- like, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, it's like, I have a refresher so though. I have uh-huh. a great. I mean, this. You know how we're getting very um, cynical about stuff, like you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. But there's this great reality TV show. Um, it's called Jury Duty. Have you heard of it? It's on Freebie. Oh, it got nominated. If, yes. I, I, I saw the trailer. Oh, it is so funny. It is and genius. It's on Amazon Prime. Is it also? Okay, great. It has James Marston, and he's playing an exaggerated version of himself. Everyone else involved is an actor except for one person one, who's chosen right. for jury duty. He's the only one like throughout this whole thing that doesn't realize that everything is a setup. And yeah. it's genius. I loved it. Everyone should see it. 
Yeah, yeah. It got I I remember the they were doing the ads a lot and I was laughing hysterically because the jury duty the jury the juror um person he just didn't understand what the heck he was looking at. Right. Like why is this person acting this way or why they or does anybody else see what I'm seeing? <laughs> <laughs> and I I was like, "Oh, I'm going to watch it." But I saw today at the on the header that it, I think it got four Emmy nominations. Yeah, so. James Marsden yeah. got his first yeah. Emmy nomination. It's just so yeah. awesome. <laughs> I can't recommend it enough. I, I saw like an episode, like episode three, because my sister was already watching it, and I was like mm-hmm. a little bit lost, but yeah. I started watching it from the beginning. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Well, and... Um, So now we will have Julia's Corner. Hello, and welcome to Julia's Corner. Sit back and relax. Okay, today I thought that we should go over 24 ways to clear negative energy from your body and home. And this is specifically in response to watching shiny, happy people. (sighs) I just, (laughs) I was like, how do you cleanse all this thoughts from my mind? But I, I found this article on yogabasics.com, so they must know what they're talking about. And it was written by Timothy Bergen, I believe, January 30th, 2022. And it basically starts off by saying, you know, if you feel that energy in your home, um, if you can feel a difference when you walk in, when you walk out, like is, you know, and sometimes it could be even associated with things that you have that cause like a memory of a bad time. Sometimes, and I didn't know this, it's because there's too much clutter and that might be an Mm. issue with Mm -hmm. me. Uh, There's just stuff around you and it just, you know, you can't relax. So they have a couple of ways to, you know, just cleanse your area and your body. And I'll just go over a few of them. Like I said, there are 24. So let's get started, ladies. Um, ring a bell or a gong it says it's a quick and easy way to clear out bad energy going from room to room the sound will vibrate throughout your whole home Um, there's tibetan singing bowls that are equally nice to use for clearing out bad energy and welcoming in positive influences yeah i have a buddhist bowl so i understand the concept of ringing the bell is that of, why you do it though hitting, uh-huh. well i mean i'm not doing it to do for energy it's just to oh. start the meditation but oh, nice. i understand using sound vibrations for cleansing i mean i've read that i, read I have never lot, heard so that before I and i love yeah. that idea yeah. i love the sound of the bell yeah um of the of the bowl the it's like a brass bowl um and if you get the bigger ones, I have a mm-hmm. small one, so it's a little more tinny. But if you get the big ones and then the um, the mallet or whatever you hit it with yeah. um, sends the vibration out. I just think that is so unique and it must feel very calming. Yeah. I'm assuming. Okay, great. <laughs> 
Well, no, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, well, when you're not doing it right before you start dancing or something, it's like, <laughs> it is when you're settling into a meditative space. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. I just, I would like to try new things. So if you have experience with that, that's awesome. Uh, they also suggest uh, putting salt in the corners of each room. Um, and it, it says if you live in a house where the energy feels like blocked, that's when you sprinkle a small amount of salt into each corner and it will draw out any bad vibes and cleanse the space. And after a few days, sweep or wipe, wipe the salt away. And you have to like visualize as you're doing it that you're just taking the bad energy away. Mm-hmm. I've Reminds never heard me of that. Supernatural. I was going to say supernatural. <laughs> right demon. before you the demon comes in. Yeah. You can't but, come um, in. <laughs> I mean, I know that some cultures do um, yes. have Salt. various yeah. things. I know sage, burning sage is one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I remember my dad was big on yeah. using incense or sage when you go into a new house. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard of the put salt around stuff. Yeah. 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 Like a circle in your hair, right? Put a circle, circle to protect. No, I, I've never, not, I've never done it or I anything, mean, but I've heard about it. Yeah, I mean, I know in in the Caribbean, but but I, part of that too is that you didn't have carpet on your floor either. So no. oh, even yeah, if yeah. you put something, you could sweep it up. Yeah. I'm not tossing. No, it's <laughs> tossing su- uh, salt grains also, on my carpet. I've heard, like at least for, I think it's. I think it's leprechauns or something. Like mm-hmm. if you put sugar down, they have to count the grains. Oh yeah, and so they I can't rice, get you. Rice that's how you too. catch them. Yeah, yeah, that's how you yeah. like don't. If you're running from them because they can't kill you. If you're running yeah. from them, oh. that you throw like sugar. I think it's sugar down, yeah. and they have to count the grains. Yeah, there was something about rice too. Rice grains. Yeah, there's something that um, has to count the rice yeah. grains. Yeah, okay. So it's, a, it's definitely a thing in money cultures about a, cleansing yeah. evil spirits okay. and stopping them. Yeah. yeah, awesome. That's great. And I think the next one is interesting as well that you place crystals in your home, um, use protective gemstones such as obsidian, amethyst, black tourmaline, tiger's eye, and citrine to block harmful vibrations and clear up negative energy. I have crystal in my. In my house, I have crystal in my living room, and we then do? in my where? Um, hmm? Where the crystal is? Um, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't You're like know really. Where they are. No, it was it was where <laughs> it was on the bookcase. Up uh, there. It's probably on the thing, but okay. and then and then I have crystal here oh. in my office with a whole. I have a cauldron, a little up. tiny yeah, cauldron with um, stones that I got from a store in um, on Main Street. And they have a bunch of different stones and they tell you what the stones are for. And mm. you get a scooper and you scoop right. it in and they weigh it or whatever. And yeah. then you pay based on the weight. But I've got, yes, I've got my little thingy to help me. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the current story that I'm working on has a lot to do with crystals. And I had no uh-huh. idea how useful they were and there were the different meanings and mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And, and different crystals, that. too. And it's yeah, like, despite the exactly. fact that you have a bunch and I live in this house, I know nothing. And <laughs> I did not even know they were there. <laughs> You're so, like, what, you do? I mean, it's right, <laughs> it's right there. She just <laughs> never paid attention never to it. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's Don't just worry. some rocks. <laughs> Your yeah. mom is clearing out all the negative energy and just putting out positive. 
<laughs> well, then it the um, he goes into basically talking about how to clear unhealthy energy from your body and mind, which mm-hmm. is like different from your home. He's like, take a bath. Um, it can release tension, stress, negativity. Um, the heat will relax your muscles and make you feel physically clean and refreshed. You know, put Epsom yeah, no, salts in there. I love a hot there. shower. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I it do makes hot the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, also, um, essential oils is a powerful tool to promote like a meditative state as well as health and wellness. So he's recommending lavender oil. It has the ability to calm the nervous system and reduce anxiety. Peppermint oil promotes mental clarity and a sense of well-being. Lemon oil works to uplift spirit. I mean, like, wow. Yeah. I use peppermint, but I don't use it for uplifting. I use it to to stop (laughs) bugs from coming into my home. And so they don't like peppermint. Most spiders don't like peppermint. So I just like... My bathroom bedroom is like doused peppermint. I and then took I, a picture of your oil and yeah. I'm going to get some. <laughs> and and then I, sometimes if I'm feeling like nauseous or something, I'll smell it. Like I'll open the bottle and smell it. And that is so, it kills nausea almost immediately for Ooh. me. So I, yeah, if I'm not feeling like I feel queasy or something and I smell mm-hmm. it, it's like, it kind of gets my brain to stop focusing on it and that kind of helps so right. for me i like the sandalwood sandalwood um incense which is a, a japanese type of incense stick right. um and it's used for you know if you're praying to the butsudan uh for the buddhist stuff but just to just have that in the room. I love the scent in the room mm. of that. So um, I haven't lit any in here uh, lately, but Gabby sometimes will light up an incense yeah. stick. But um, but I like that sandalwood um, scent. I love that it's not just about the scent, but what it can do or what it promotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just but it never relaxes. thought about that. Yeah. yeah, it relaxes. I like, I like walking into a soft scent. I don't like sharp. No, I don't scents. either. No, right. So, like Yankee candle stores. Like I said, is great. <laughs> like Yankee, Yankee candle, candle stores. stores. Oh, yeah. It's like overwhelming. <laughs> it's just too much. It's too yeah. much. Sorry, Gabby. Go well, ahead. No, I was just gonna say like that's why I like the peppermint because mm-hmm. um, it's such a crisp smell that mm-hmm. it kind of. I guess when they said about focusing, it's like, yeah, um, it, it. I feel like it gets, like I said, if I'm nauseous or not feeling it, it definitely like smelling it because it's such a sharp smell that mm-hmm. it's like kind of like, whoa. And then I can kind of not have to think about like my stomach's queasy, mm, <laughs> you right. know, that sort of it thing. It resets you, right? Like, oh. Yeah, it resets yeah. a bit. Yeah. Um, and that helps a lot. That. So it it is useful. And last but not least, something I hope I... I'm pronouncing this correctly. Abhaya mudra. Have you heard of that? It Never says it. mudra are hand gestures that can change the energy flow of the body and create spiritual awareness. The I'm sorry. Abhaya mudra is one of the most powerful tools in yoga to make you feel protected and safe. You can practice this whenever you need to feel strong and confident. It's used to protect yourself from harm and bad luck. And it also helps calm the nervous system to reduce stress and anxiety. And to do this mudra, simply bring your right hand up to shoulder height with palm open facing forwards. I'll have to look into that more. I've never heard that before. 
But hey, well, I, think it, I, I think our yoga, <laughs> our westernized yoga is so watered down that yeah. it, it, there's no association to the yoga and real yoga and yeah, what yeah. it really <laughs> is about, yeah. <laughs> the right. spirituality uh, of yeah. it. But I, so I'm assuming that um, what you're talking about is probably closer to um, a certain, because uh, I know they're different types yeah, of yoga, t- yeah, so right. it's probably associated with more of a spiritual side to the yoga just than, mm-hmm. oh, let's do yoga for exercise or yeah. something. Right. The, <laughs> I've seen it in anime, is like Naruto, but that's like a show about people with special powers, martial arts stuff. Oh, but yeah. Japan is also a very Buddhist country, but so I'm I, sure right. it, And I figure something like Tai that. Chi is probably also yeah, talking something about like that. Yeah. movement. Your movement of energy and, yeah. and so yeah. on. So I've seen it in like shows of like hand gestures being important. Right. But I've only seen it towards, like I said, martial, uh, martial arts. Mm-hmm. But okay. martial arts a lot of the time were prayer prayer and mm-hmm. kind of closer to yoga traditional yeah. yoga than right. like how we just use it for fight scenes yeah so, there's more yeah. in the world for us to learn about i love it yeah yeah, yeah. and that wraps mm-hmm. it up ladies all righty well thank you You're welcome and on that note we what do you say julia stay prickly bye see you bye